Welcome to the Brain People Podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome to the Brain People podcast. I'm Amanda Anguish, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm joined with my co-host today. My name is Dr. Katie Elson. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. And we're going to be talking about maintaining habits. Uh, We've talked about in the past making SMART goals, but today we want to help those of you who are in the throes of your New Year's resolutions. Maybe you're having trouble keeping up with them. What are some principles? What are some things that you can consider in maintaining those goals and continuing out strong in the rest of the year? So Katie and I have been discussing some things and we thought that maybe might be helpful to give you a little bit of a background on where some of these principles come from. So, yeah. So one of the first ones I think is just to understand how our brain works. Mm -hmm. Um, We often hear the saying, old dogs can't learn new tricks, right? How old is old? (laughs) (laughs) And Amanda and I, right, just in the the field that we work Mm -hmm. in, that is completely not true. So when you look at and understand the brain more, Mm -hmm. um, specifically what we're talking about is neuroplasticity. And we could Mm -hmm. probably do several episodes just on that topic alone. It's a great topic. Great topic. But essentially, right, neuroplasticity, neuro meaning the brain, plasticity Mm -hmm. meaning the ability to to change, um, talks about how we can basically rewire our brain. That is such good, hopeful news for those of us who may have thought, oh, it doesn't matter. I can't do this anyway. I've been doing this too long. And so mm-hmm. I can't do that. So good yeah. news. So when we talk about habits, right, mm-hmm. and wanting to form new habits, if we have the mentality that old dogs can't learn new tricks, then we're already basically coming out of the gate with mm-hmm. this hopeless mentality. right? Absolutely. But then we re- realize with neuroplasticity that we can rewire our brain. So mm-hmm. I like to give like a an easy example of this. If for those of you that are hikers, right, and mm-hmm. you go on one trail over and over and over again, I what happens to that analogy. trail? Do you? <laughs> right? It's a good one. It's a good one. It works. So what happens, Amanda, if we walk the same trail? If you walk the same trail, nothing is going to grow in that path. Mm-hmm. You're, you've pounded down that dirt and grass and flowers and everything. And that's what creates the path. Mm -hmm. It's defined. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you can see it really well and you're comfortable in it as Mm -hmm. well. Now, and it's easy. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. easy. So those are your habits, right, that you have formed. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say I want to start a new habit. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. one of those habits that's like, oh, it's not really good for me. So now I want to go left instead of going right. Mm -hmm. So what we know about starting a new trail, it could be hard, right? There's Absolutely. brush, maybe there's thorns, you're taking a machete or something and cutting <laughs> down, which would apply to life of like, maybe you're cutting things out of your life, making some mm-hmm. changes, some old friendships or whatever it may be. We yeah. can really make this analogy the whole episode, I know. <laughs> but for the sake of time, it's difficult starting mm-hmm. that new pathway. And sometimes you look at the right and you're like, oh, but that one's so much easier. And sometimes you go back to it. And sometimes it's even habit. You don't even realize you're going back to it because that's what you've always done. And Mm -hmm. so 
the work even includes having to go back to the new trail and keep refining yeah. it and disciplining yourself mm-hmm. on it. So we know that the new trail, right, then mm-hmm. becomes deepened and mm-hmm. that becomes your norm. What happens to the old trail? It starts growing up again. Mm-hmm. Like plants grow where you thought, oh, a plant would never grow there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not growing because it's keep keeps getting walked on and stepped mm-hmm. on. But now that nothing is going over that, mm-hmm. now it starts to grow up just like the previous trail that you just worked on. Yeah. And if you've gone hiking before, sometimes you come across this place and you look, you look at it and you say, I think that used to be a trail. Yeah. Right? It's all filled in, mm-hmm. but there it's there's like faint traces yeah. of old habits in our mm-hmm. lives. And so that's really encouraging to know if we know that about our brain, that we can start new habits. And one of the principles that we gather from that is persistence, mm-hmm. dedication, commitment, and so forth. Absolutely. That's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about today because one of the things, and I guess we don't have to go in, in order or, any, or anything, but one of the principles of maintaining a habit is fostering flexibility, you know, mm-hmm. being willing to try something new mm-hmm. and continue with it, even if it's not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we like easy, mm-hmm. but there is effort required and discipline required mm-hmm. in order to start new habits and maintain them. Yeah. And it does take extra brain work to do it. I think one of the things are, well, I know one of the things our brain likes to do is protect us you know, from having to do something new and different, but even just allowing yourself to be flexible and say, hey, I'm going to add some variables into my life that Mm. can actually make making a new habit even more um, likely because you're already used to doing new things every Mm -hmm. so often. And so this is not just, oh, no, I've got to do this. It's like, yay, it's kind of an adventure because I'm used to being flexible Mm. with. Yeah, that's a really good point. So One way if you want to change a big habit Mm -hmm. is also just generally fostering flexibility in your life Mm -hmm. in small things. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. And how do you how do you roll with the punches when things do? Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back to thinking, too, Mm. like you started with is do I accept change or do I think, oh, no, this is horrible because Mm -hmm. I have to do something different. But the Mm -hmm. first thing we want to talk about is that, and this kind of goes back to the SMART goals, but we want to be specific about our goal. Mm -hmm. If I make the decision that I want to exercise this year, this is probably one of the biggest ones. I used to go to a gym and I remember in January, it's like, where did all these people come from? That's a really big one that a lot of people do Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year. But if I say I'm going to exercise, well, I haven't told myself even what kind of exercise Mm -hmm. I'm going to do. So how do I know what to expect from myself? Mm -hmm. So do you have anything to say about, you know, being specific about your your goal? Yeah. And I think it's not just sometimes when we talk about smart goals, we're too limited of just focusing on the goal that you're setting. Mm -hmm. But being specific of why do I want this? I like that you brought that up because that's actually one of the points that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, because if you because the example you were giving with the gym, mm-hmm. we're sometimes specific of, I oh, I need to go to the gym, but we're not specific to understand why I want to. So it's mm-hmm. like if I'm just going left in that example we gave and I don't really know why, then 
naturally, because I'm drawn to ease and comfort, I'm going to go back to the the mm-hmm. right trail, right? Yeah. And so, but if I'm like, no, I know I have to get through the thorns and, you know, the brush because I have a specific why, mm-hmm. um, then I am more focused and committed and so forth. Mm-hmm. And even making, even being really diligent about understanding that why too because sometimes people will say say if they you know going to the gym or exercising or getting in shape is your goal if you make that goal about well I want to impress people at my reunion or something Mm. like that well then what happens when the reunion's over Mm. well I don't have to exercise again for 10 more years until the next reunion comes but if my goal is hey my body is a temple I want to keep it healthy I want God to be able to use me well there's no end in sight Mm. to that goal and so I continue to take good care of myself because that's a little bit more specific than, oh, I just want to, or there's a, there's a deeper purpose, I should say, Mm -hmm. than I just want to impress people at my reunion. Yeah. It's an anchor for Mm -hmm. your goals. And then if that person that you were trying to impress, you find out isn't going to be there, then there goes your goal again too. (laughs) Yes. And it becomes more of a lifestyle Mm -hmm. than it becomes just a goal. Absolutely. And that's what we're hoping for is mm-hmm. these aren't these aren't just resolutions or fad diets and things. These are things like if they're that important, they should be my lifestyle, mm-hmm. not just something I do for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So the next one is I really like this one. Create a Q-based plant or have something that like there's a um, like a uh, like a reminder to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, this, this looks like, uh, when I did go to the gym, um, I do ac- other exercises now <laughs> I've added some flexibility, but when, instead of just, instead of just saying, I'm going to go to the gym tonight, um, I know what I used to do. It was easy to go home and then get distracted with something. Mm-hmm. Somebody would call my roommate would talk to me or something like that. But when I made it very cue based, when mm-hmm. I had a reminder my reminder, it doesn't have to be your alarm going off, although mm-hmm. it could be that. But my reminder was as soon as work was over, I drove to the gym. Mm-hmm. It was just part of the routine yeah. that I didn't go home. I took a bag with me because I knew if I went home, that might not ever happen. And just going straight to the gym after it became mm-hmm. part of my routine because there was a cue. Mm-hmm. Work's over, gym. Yeah. And similar to that, they call it habit stacking. Mm -hmm. So you have the habit already of going home after Mm -hmm. work. And so you stack another habit that you Mm -hmm. want to start. Yes. And by pairing them, you're able to better accomplish, right, Mm -hmm. the one that you want to do. So Mm -hmm. a very common one, which a lot of people already do, it's I may have the habit of watching TV, Mm -hmm. right? And I really like that habit, especially if you pair a habit that you like with one that you don't like so much. (laughs) Yeah. But then you say, okay, I want to start exercising. So often Mm -hmm. people will have it stack through taking their iPad Mm -hmm. to the treadmill. Yes. Right. And so you're pairing it in a way that also you have more incentive. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes even you could say, I will do this, the new habit that you want to do, mm-hmm. only after or until yes. I accomplish this. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it makes me think, too, because sometimes our habits 
are stacked already in an unhealthy way. So Mm -hmm. say, for instance, as soon as I wake up, I grab a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to do the cigarette part anymore when I wake up. So maybe I have to do something different when I wake up. So maybe my alarm has a different ringer to Mm -hmm. it or something so that I, I can learn to associate something else rather than just the same old way. So maybe that would be called habit unstacking. (laughs) (laughs) To stack another one. (laughs) To stack another habit instead of that one. Or maybe I change my routine just a little bit so that I don't automatically go to those places. Because like we said, sometimes we don't even realize we're Mm -hmm. going back to the habit we don't want to do. Yeah. Now this, what we're talking about, again, going back to all the things, the suggestions we're giving is based off of what we know about our brain. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about neuroplasticity, what we're talking about now, use a lot of the words cues, associations, mm-hmm. is the theory of classical conditioning. Mm-hmm. Pavlov's dogs. Pavlov's dogs, <laughs> yes. And a lot of um, our listeners are probably familiar with that. Mm-hmm. But let's just kind of quickly kind of review what, when you say Pavlov and dog, like, what are you talking about, Amanda? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Pavlov wanted to see if when he when well, normally he would go out and feed the dogs and he would notice that they would salivate. But he wanted to see, like, what if I added a bell to it? Could I get them to salivate just by the bell before even the food was introduced? So sure enough, if you do that every single time before the food is introduced, then sure enough, the dogs would salivate. And Mm -hmm. then. He later took the bell away and then they stopped salivating and only did it with the food. Yeah. So basically that experiment taught us Mm -hmm. how our brain learns Mm -hmm. right, by pairing things together. And Mm so a bell like doesn't lead to salivation. Mm -hmm. But if I pair it with the meat or the Mm -hmm. meat powder, then a dog will salivate. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking we're not calling ourselves dogs here, but we learn in similar ways of, you know, like, let's say you see sirens, right? Mm-hmm. Or you hear sirens or you see the lights, right? Some people would be like, oh, you know, um, I hope someone's okay. Other mm-hmm. people might be like, oh, I'm going to get a ticket, right? Yeah. They had different <laughs> paired associations. associations. Yes. Yeah. So with, ha- you know, habits, as we're talking about, what we're talking about too is if we can pair things together, mm-hmm. then we can better learn and be more successful in the habits that we want to form and maintain. Yeah, and we do this all day, every day, and we don't even realize we're doing it. You know, when you're little, you need your parents to tell you to brush your teeth before you go to bed. But maybe when you're older, hopefully you do this is, oh, I need to go to bed. I have to brush my teeth first. Mm -hmm. But you're not even really conscious that you're doing it. It's just part of the routine, the part of the habit. Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly stacking these things all the time. We don't even realize that. Even driving your car, you know, there's a certain routine. You'll recognize that if you have two cars in your family and you use both of them interchangeably, because I know one is a push start in our Mm. in our home and the other one is a key turn and Mm. stuff. And sometimes I have to remind myself which one I'm doing. But when it was just me and just my car it was I didn't even think about it. Mm. It's only when I have a different option that it's I start to think about it. But otherwise, it's just habit. Mm -hmm. So one of the other things we want to look at is making it fun to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So similar to how we learn with pairing Mm -hmm. things, we also know that learning is based off of 
reinforcement, Mm -hmm. whether we have punishment, right? The type of reinforcement that we don't like sometimes, but, and they say, oh, pain is a great motivator, Mm -hmm. but reward is a greater motivator, Mm -hmm. right? And so if we find ways to reward ourselves, Mm -hmm. then we have incentive to keep, not just do a goal one time, but also maintaining that goal. And the brain is looking for novel reasons mm-hmm. to continue doing something. Yeah. That's part of neuroplasticity, why we want to do it again and again, uh-huh. because it's like, ooh, something cool is with this. And mm-hmm. so even just one of the things that you can do is even just psyching yourself up for mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have to have an external reward or mm-hmm. anything like that, but just even like a pat on the back, like I did, I just did a good job. Mm-hmm. I remember when I used to... Um, use a treadmill because I was in a complex back then. Uh, One of the things I would remind myself at the end of like going on the treadmill was like, wow, my legs feel really strong. And I would just keep telling myself that. And then the next day when I was tempted not to do it, I'd be like, ooh, but I really want that strong feeling that comes with Mm -hmm. my legs because I had motivated myself Mm -hmm. with that at the end of it. So, you know, it's interesting is when we talk about these things, we do this a lot with children mm-hmm. and then we forget that adults are just big children. Yep. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So with kids, we give them stickers and mm-hmm. we give them toys or whatever it may be. And you can tell like how excited kids are and how motivated they are to do whatever you're trying mm-hmm. to increase their behavior to do. But with adults, we just tell ourselves a bunch of have tos and mm-hmm. shoulds without any reward. Yeah. And if our brain works that way, then how can we just pretend like we just have to keep on telling ourselves to do things without rewards? Mm-hmm. And and that's something that that I've I've learned to talk to my clients about too when they're doing their resolutions or their goals is focus on the pluses of it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to quit coffee because of your anxiety or something like Mm -hmm. that, don't remind yourself how good coffee smells whenever Mm -hmm. you pass it by. Remind yourself how much money you're saving when you don't go through the drive-through. Remind yourself of how much time you're saving yourself by not having to sit through the Mm -hmm. drive-through and all those sorts of things, because that's what makes you want to continue with it Mm -hmm. versus, oh, I'm just going to go back tomorrow because I can't stand this anymore. Yeah, that that applies like in so many times when I talk about addictions, they emphasize focus on what you're gaining, mm-hmm. not what you're losing. Right? Yeah. So there's an element of like with reward, not just as you mentioned, the external, but the internal of reframing mm-hmm. because there are, I would say, maybe most habits there could be a sense of loss, mm-hmm. right? A loss of time, a loss of energy, but you have to be focus on what you're gaining. And the moment that you focus on what you're losing, it's then rewarding and reinforcing the Mm -hmm. old habit. Yeah. I think I've maybe mentioned this before in a podcast, but when I was a lifeguard, we didn't tell kids to stop running because Mm -hmm. then the emphasis was on the running part. Mm -hmm. We said, walk, please. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing that I use with my clients who say they're trying to quit smoking or something. Don't Mm -hmm. focus on I'm quitting smoking. I'm quitting Mm -hmm. smoking because all you're doing is reinforcing the smoking aspect. Mm -hmm. Instead, say I'm clearing out my lungs and making Mm -hmm. it a healthy, happy place to breathe or something like that. Mm -hmm. then there's no smoking even Mm -hmm. thoughts going through your mind. You're focused on the behavior that you want to do, not on the behavior you don't want to do. Exactly, exactly. I think what's somewhat similar to reinforcement, but also related to another way in which we learn, we learn through 
modeling. Mm -hmm. So children see their parents do things and they learn, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Uh, But it's also related to reinforcement because one big, huge principle of having long, successful habits is who you surround yourself with. Even in addiction recovery, we we talk about that you change your playthings and your playmates. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't change those things to a certain degree, you're probably not going to change your habits mm-hmm. too. And just think about, you know, let's go back to that hiking example. How much easier it is to, hey, a group of us are going to the left. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have to think about it to some yeah. degree. Like if you surround yourself with individuals that are you know, also having the same goal or similar mm-hmm. goals, it just becomes easier. And yeah. it's the idea of, you know, if you're trying to carry 50 pounds all by yourself, it's a lot. And changing habits, you have to accept the reality. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But if I share 50 pounds with, you know, 45 pounds with Amanda and five pounds just for myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> you no. don't know who you're talking right? to. <laughs> like, well, you're going to the gym so much, right? You can carry 45 pounds. But like if you spread that out further, like Uh five friends, like five pounds each, right? Mm -hmm. It becomes a lot easier and you see them doing things Mm -hmm. and you're encouraged, right? That's the reinforcement part, but also the modeling. Yeah. And I think, too, it's important to recognize sometimes we want other people to model things to us that they haven't turned into a habit yet. So Mm -hmm. like if you and I hadn't ever painted before and I was like, Katie, I really want to get good at painting. Will you come and paint with me? Well, if that's not something that is really something you're into, Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to happen for the two of us because you're not motivated terribly to do it. I'm not necessarily motivated terribly to do it by myself. So what's even better I go to a painting class where everybody mm. there is intentional about wanting to paint or I go to I I did this when I was rock climbing. I didn't have too many people in my life back then that liked to rock climb. So I found a rock climbing group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no excuse not to go anymore because they had so much fun and it was just add Amanda now and get mm-hmm. her motivated mm-hmm. to go. But they enjoyed it so much. I it was contagious. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it with them. Some of them would teach me techniques that I didn't know before. But imagine if I went with somebody else who's new, they're not going to have that same kind of motivation mm-hmm. and it's not a habit for them yet. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot harder. So when we tell people our goals or include them, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's even better if we yeah. find people who are already motivated and in the habit of doing those things yeah. too and join up with them. Mm-hmm. And you see that across the board. You see Mm -hmm. that with support groups. You see Mm -hmm. that with gym classes. You see that with uh, church communities, right? Mm -hmm. You're finding like-minded individuals and you're coming together for one purpose, right? Mm -hmm. I like to think about um, when it comes to, you know, having that support of, they say you're the average of the five closest people you're closest to, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so what that means is, who am I surrounding myself with? I remember when, you know, seven years ago, roughly, I decided to, you know, to become plant-based. Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult. But at that time, uh, my friend group just naturally changed. I wasn't purposeful about it. And they, they were very health conscientious. Mm-hmm. And so it was just natural. It became easier and easier. But whenever I was around my old friends, it was 
it was difficult. Like mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, well, why don't you just eat a little bit? And why don't you just this or that? And um, so it it's so important, like just the way human beings are. We're social beings mm-hmm. and we are influenced. So when we start by saying, oh, I'm going to have this goal and you're so focused on trying to accomplish it on your own, yeah, you're swimming upstream. It's really difficult. So mm-hmm. make it easier on ourselves by surrounding yourself with individuals that also want to have that healthy lifestyle. And some people might be thinking, oh, no, I'm going to have to get rid of all of my friends and go to new ones. No, we're not saying that. Don't start with chucking all of your current friends and having to go out and get new friends. Start with just adding some people that you Mm -hmm. know are interested in the things that are goals for you Mm -hmm. or habits that you want to learn. And then as you continue to do that, you might add even more people and Mm -hmm. you might be the impetus for your current friends to go in that direction too, because they're watching you enjoy. There's there's a reason why infomercials work. And it's (laughs) because you're watching somebody be super excited about what they're doing. And you're Mm -hmm. like, I want some of that too. So if we engage ourselves in groups of people where they're already doing that and they're excited, we're more likely to keep up that habit too. Yeah, very true. Very Mm -hmm. true. And if you don't, like you mentioned, don't have that, start it. Yeah. Start a online club. I don't know how you all do that stuff, but <laughs> a brain people podcast fan club. Oh yeah. There you go. Who are all into mental health and yeah. want to try new things. That would, we're gonna start that. All three of you out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not quite that big yet, but yeah. no, not three. We're more bigger than three. But <laughs> anyway, well we wanna we wanna wrap up some of these things because we're running out of time. And um I found a nice little way of kind of reminding ourselves of it. It's the three R's. So the first one actually is reminder. So having a cue, if I have something that sort of cues me to that habit, that reinforcement, that um, stacking the bundle stacking and that sort of thing, that's going to be helpful. Number two is routine. If I have a routine, so maybe it's the same people, maybe we're doing a routine of maybe we're running on Mondays and Mm -hmm. hiking on Tuesdays and swimming on Wednesdays, like there's flexibility, but I'm also doing it with the people. There's a routine Mm -hmm. to the people. They're already in that routine as well. And number three, or the third R is reward. I want to make it fun. There's got to be a fun element but also there ha- it has to be flexible too like mm. i have something that i'm doing that is you know i can i can change it up i'm not just sticking to one way of doing it and then we also talked about another reward that we don't often think of as a reward is just focusing on the rewards of doing it mm-hmm. like there are benefits of doing this otherwise i wouldn't have wanted to do it in the first place so just reminding myself of the rewards I'm getting from it versus what I'm losing mm-hmm. and stuff. So right. any lasting last thoughts? No, the only thing I would last say would be um, a lot of times people wait mm-hmm. for motivation in order to yes. start or they're waiting for that to just naturally become a routine. The way the brain works is we do and then we get dopamine, mm-hmm. right? So I just want to encourage our listeners to just hear this podcast and just start doing. Mm-hmm. And the more that you do, the more that you trailblaze, you know, you will get to a point with your persistence and efforts and these three R's mm-hmm. um, to be able to form that new trail and habit. 
Absolutely. And so we want you to continue. We're rooting you on from afar here. Maybe you're not too far away from us, but we are rooting you on and we're continuing with our habits too, Mm -hmm. that we want to continue with. Do you have a habit that you're working on? Do I mean all the time (laughs) right now it's been focused on sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, my habit, I don't know if it's so much of a habit, but it's a new resolution and I'm working on being more hospitable sometimes Mm. with a full day and days. I just want to be a recluse and stuff. So my new habit is to be more hospitable and stuff. So I'm working on that. So we're working on our habits too while you're working. And so we'll cheer each other on as we go forward. Thank you for listening. And if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Amanda Anguish. And I'm Dr. Katie Olson. And you've been listening to The The Brain Brain People People Podcast. Podcast.